Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Create Smarter. I am your host for today, Brooklyn Murdick, and today we are going to be talking about um, bops and flops in video and film marketing. And I am joined today by the lovely Marissa and Kyle. Kyle, you've had some marketing in the past. Marissa is our resident, you know, social media manager and marketer with us today. So how are you guys doing? Thanks for joining me. Of course. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Not good. bad. I can't believe we're talking bops and flops. I, I just love, I love the, the name. title. Yeah, yeah. 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 Immediately got great. excited. <laughs> yeah, there's there's quite a few, I would say. I <laughs> That's for sure. Um, but I guess, um, you know, we're going to talk about the importance of marketing in general and stuff and um, things you've seen, heard, you know, that's either made you want to watch something, buy something, you know, see something or tune into something. So um, I guess my first question is, in an overall broad sense, what makes a good marketing campaign as you two know the most? I mean, you got the hands on the pulse most of the time. I'm more. Yikes. Um, it's tough, right? It's I don't think that there's one answer to that question. I think, um, you know, I've said this before, it's about kind of putting different content out and seeing what works. You know, I know when, at least marketing here, we you know try some LinkedIn camp ad campaigns and see if that works. We try some email campaigns, see if that works better. So I think there's not one solid answer to that. It's just about who you're trying to reach, um, what their what your audience's interests are, and what they want to see, mm -hmm. and trying a bunch of different stuff and seeing what sticks. Yeah, the best marketing campaigns the one your audience pays attention to, or like your prospects, whoever you're actually trying to reach and get their attention. If they pay attention to it, you killed it. You nailed it. You hit a home run. Everyone, we're going to Applebee's. We're getting one dollar margaritas. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay, so <laughs> turning it a little bit, what makes a bad one? Like, what have you seen where you're just like, I don't care about that, I'm not interested in that? You know, whether it be LinkedIn, any type of social media, when it comes to, you know, film trailers or even mm -hmm. something like that, like, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think um, I don't have any answer in terms of like, you know, stuff that we've seen in business-wise, but mm -hmm. just kind of like in life, right. when thinking about um, like ad campaigns or commercials, you see stuff like that, stuff that doesn't work for me personally, it's all subjective, right? Like certain things are gonna work for certain people. The stuff that's like super cheesy, I don't know, like that's, it It can be memorable, but also it can be a turn off, it depends on what it is. Um, some of it's funny, but like that's, you told that very subjective line of like, you know, this is going to be cheesy funny versus this is cheesy stupid and I don't really want to support whatever product that is. Funny like is that. such a hard, like, it's a mm -hmm. tightrope. Like, what is actually considered funny? Like, you can get too crazy, you can Doritos, but like, was it the baby baby monkey dog? Uh, like oh, that puppy monkey baby. Puppy monkey baby yes. was like considered this amazing one, but if you talk to any one of our parents or grandparents, they're like, what the heck was that? Yeah. Like, I think to me, the biggest flop when it comes to marketing is anything that's invasive. Like, especially because of how much we are so used to controlling our experience on the internet. But, I mean, we're mainly talking digital, right? We don't really work too much in like TV space or anything like that. But when it comes to invasive stuff, if it's an ad pop-up that I didn't care about and like it's there, I mean, even the YouTube 15 second ads, like sometimes they're interesting, but like I read a stat recently, it's like 30 hits, like 30 times you have to see that ad until you even start to think about making a decision. So. And that was like, I'm sure that's changing because of how invasive it really is in this world. But I think anything that's invasive that isn't unique or something that's like actually interesting to me, mm -hmm. I just, I hate. I'm like, yeah. get away from me. I can't stand you. Yeah, I think invasive and something that's, you know, hitting people too much. Mm -hmm. Like not just kind of being invasive, but also like getting in front of them too much. And, you know, in terms of like our, the marketing we do, like sending them too many emails, giving them too much to look at. Then people are going to say, eh, I don't really want to, you know, 
it's, it, if it's hitting them every once in a while, they'll pay attention. But I think if you're in front of them too much, it might be a turn off instead of them paying attention. And that's a, another tightrope you walk, right? Mm-hmm. It's like how many exactly. times you got to touch them. You got to be in front of them enough. Word. Right. You have to get in front of them. You have to like people don't care. So like you have to market to them a bunch. But yeah, it is, it's a very tricky thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't stand invasive stuff. Like mm-hmm. if I don't care. And that's also the hardest part about marketing right now is like you want to make it customized. You want to really focus on a niche audience. But the second you just towed the line too much and the audience doesn't care, like they freak out about that. And like, I don't care about this. I never want to see your product ever again. Yeah. Like there's plenty of them. I think you've heard me in the editing room scream like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, Stop enough. showing me this. <laughs> that's a good point, actually. And like, especially like in terms of like the cheesiness to things, like I feel like especially with Super Bowl commercials. I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but like, you know, some of them are really good. Some of them are really bad. I know Mm -hmm. how much like money goes into those and they get paid for that stuff. Yeah. Um, But it's just interesting to see like what the next day on social media is being shared and what Mm -hmm. people are actually like talking about and like what stuck with them. So next we're going to do a small segment and I'm going to, it's going to be bop or flop. So I'm going to name some marketing campaigns that have been done in the past. and you guys are going to tell me whether you thought it would have been a bop or a flop. Okay. You got it. All yeah. right. So we're going to start with the Super Bowl commercial, the Budweiser commercial with the dog. Do you guys remember that one about the puppy um, and the man kind of like lets it like run away by any chance? It was like the dog and it like followed the horse home kind of. Yeah. Um, and it mean, was like sad. Like yeah. It was a sad uh, one. Yeah. I think honestly, any, I don't even remember this very specific <laughs> mm-hmm. one you're talking about, but any of those like dog bop. Okay. I think, like, especially, um, uh, you know, I'll let you answer and then I'll go into my reason. <laughs> I mean, ahead. the idea that you and I are trying to f- remember it right now kind of makes it a flop. I guess, uh-huh. but I remember right? what it's for, right? Yeah, Budweiser, but I mean, right. what's up was also yeah, for Budweiser. Exactly. <laughs> like, so I think, but I think generally any, um, especially when it comes to Super Bowl commercials, anything that really pulls at your heartstrings, mm-hmm. like dogs are always going to be the way to get to people. Like even this year, um, like Amazon had that Super Bowl commercial where you thought that they were going to get rid of this dog and they were just buying him like a dog crate with another dog like, to mm-hmm. be his friend. Right. But like anything with a dog, I think is going to get people to pay attention. Mm-hmm. So I think Bob. All right. That's okay. fair. All right. <laughs> Using celebrities when it comes to for example, McDonald's using Cardi B and Offset as their little marketing campaign to get mm-hmm. people to buy that meal, despite it being the same as literally everything else they've done, bop or flop, <laughs> using celebrities in terms of that. Yeah, that's a hard one. What do you what I'm say going you? bop. I mean, I think you're, you're, getting, you're touching into the trusted source, right? If I'm a huge Cardi fan, if I'm a huge Offset fan, the fact that you put out something like, oh, wow, here's a reason I would should go to McDonald's. I want to see that Cardi B. I'm a huge fan of them. Mm-hmm. I love trusted sources when it comes to marketing. You guys hear me talk about that buzzword. Everyone take a sip right now or a shot if we're doing that. But <laughs> Marketing yeah. uh, drinking game with Kyle. <laughs> oh, you guys would be one. hammered. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, you create the game. I'll just see how many buzzwords I say. Yeah. And then we'll do the uh, reaction where we all take the shots based off of that. But I, I loved it. I think like the Cardi B, the Travis Scott, the uh, all those ones. Are, are good. Mm-hmm. I think they're bops. Yeah, right. I think it's interesting because, you know, like you said, they aren't really doing anything different. They're just marketing it differently. Mm-hmm. And I think that's smart. It's not really creating a ton more work for McDonald's because they already have those meals that exist, right? Mm-hmm. They're just putting a, a new name and label on it and repackaging it and selling right. it differently. So I think I think it could be a bop because I think it's just like it's a smarter way to try to sell stuff that you already have. You could tell who's like the current marketers. Like everything's a bop versus who's like the I've been there before, yeah, kid. Right. This is horrible. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, okay, so we're gonna gear now towards whether you've seen these movies or not, but these are actually really interesting, which could be bops or flops, ways mm-hmm. that they've marketed their film. So we're gonna start off with Smile, that recently came out. Have you guys heard of that, the horror film? I have, mm-hmm. yes. So what they did at, for some reason, baseball games, they would have people stand there in like stands and just do that creepy smile that they do where they're like, you know, and smiling and just stand there the whole time. So people started to originally think it wasn't anything to do with the movie and they were like, holy shit, this is really weird. Yeah. So, um, and everybody was like, they're definitely overcompensating for this film and stuff because their marketing is out of like, you know, it's crazy. Like they're actually doing something that's interactive. Bop or mm-hmm. flop. I think, I think Bob, uh, and here's why. First of all, I don't like horror movies, mm-hmm. but the fact that I know what you're talking about when you say that, I think is a good thing because I remember it because I'm not, you know, I'm not the audience they're marketing towards. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch it, mm-hmm. but I've seen a lot of attention around it because they do something like that. Mm-hmm. I think also, I can't think of another instance where a movie like that has taken an everyday situation and kind of taken it as a an opportunity to market their product or their mm-hmm. movie or whatever it is. I think it's really smart to kind of put it in an everyday situation and make it a little bit more subtle mm-hmm. um, and not so much in your face. I mean, here, take the shot. Immersive experiences I also absolutely love. It's a bop. <laughs> I think it's great that, like, someone who wouldn't necessarily, Marissa hates horror movies. In fact, you could hear the hesitation if you rewind and listen to this podcast. When you said smile, the horror movie, you could hear That's why I cracked up because you could hear her skin crawling. <laughs> but the fact that, like you said, you're aware of it because yeah. they did something that's a little interesting that gathered media attention that wasn't just a, hey, we created this one thing and hoped that people saw it. Yeah, it makes it a bop. I love mm-hmm. that type yeah. of stuff. I'd agree. So that's the, in terms of like the immersive the interaction type of thing, um, it did a very similar thing. Um, and both it and smile were flop or bops. Sorry. So their, their box office reception was out of this world yeah. because of their marketing. Um, it, um, the most of the remake used red balloons and put them in sewers to like all around cities, especially in New York, which was awesome. So things like that you would see ended up doing really well. Um, dark Knight rises, they, mm-hmm made an alternate reality game, um, which was a little different than most. They had people solve riddles on websites. They'd have to go out into like cities and find, you know, codes and like hidden messages like in the real world. And then that led to like them finding like leaked information, details and stuff, which, you know, made the the interaction aspect of it very, you know, successful and immersive. And obviously, I'm assuming you've both seen Dark Knight Rises. I have, yes, but I don't know I as much right about it. I looked right at the, Marissa. No, on that I, one. I have. I, I'm not a movie person, but I have seen it. Okay. Um, but I haven't uh, experienced any any of like the marketing mm-hmm. around it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know as much about that. But. Yeah, that was. Uh, I remember some of that stuff. Um, but yeah, it definitely it's interesting, like the way they did it. I'm surprised as the horror aficionado that you are. You haven't talked about paranormal ex- activities yet. Oh, it's on there. Oh. Give me a, give me <laughs> a oh, minute. Get yeah, there. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> um, but you know, Dark Dark Knight Rises. Obviously, that one was very well crit- critically acclaimed. Um, I have one that's super interesting. Ex Machina. Have you seen that one? With there's the AI robot. Her name is Ava, and she was created, and then. There's a man who's coming to um, visit his friend who created her, and she's very, she's trying to learn how to be a sentient being, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Um, and they end up, you know, kind of falling in, like in love in a way. It was a very strange movie, but it was really good. Um, so what they did, they made a fake Tinder profile for the robot, basically, because she looked real, like All her right. face, because it was, you know, obviously portrayed by an actual person. So anyone who matched with her 
and like had these messages going back and forth they sent a link just to their instagram promoting the movie and stuff like that do you think that was a pop or a flop i don't think that's a hard that's talking about uh towing a line i think it's towing a line a little bit but i do give them credit for being creative Mm -hmm. because that's very that's very now and like Mm -hmm. stuff that's relevant now and like tinder is like obviously you know relevant now so it's right i think it's it's a creative way to get to your audience it's i feel like it's ethically interesting (laughs) yeah right but I don't know. What do you think, Kyle? I, uh, I, it's hard to see what the return on investment with that type of thing could be because, like, it is a one-to-one, right? Yeah, right. Movie-wise, you want – I mean, it's all awareness. You mm-hmm. want more more people to take a shot uh, to be aware <laughs> of your vid- your movie so that uh, ideally they're all coming to things. So, like, yeah. it does – I just also crack up to the poor horny nerd who thought he's like, I am crushing this. She's a 10. I'm killing it. Right? Oh, my yeah. God. Mom, you might as well save the date. I'm about to get married. <laughs> It was a movie the whole time? What? <laughs> like, I yeah, that's where we come with the, eth- <laughs> the ethic boundaries. And the the ethics little. of the fact that you message immediately just a link to Ex Machina's Instagram page promoting oh. the film yeah, is very strange yeah. because it's like... I wonder how many unsolicited photos those poor marketers got back from you know, that. There's a I, lot of disgusting stuff. And the movie <laughs> at first didn't do too well, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. It didn't do great. And then like a year later, it started blowing up because of the actors who were in it. But I just thought that was one of the most unique things I've seen by them taking like the digital age and taking, mm-hmm. you know, between like social media and like the dating apps now. Yeah. Don't know where they thought a connection would be between a you know, an Android yeah. and actual human beings on a connecting. Right. But I guess that was also part of the movie where those two people started connecting and they were like, I love you. So, right, so I guess they like continued the theme throughout into their mm-hmm. marketing. I guess that's kind of They're also probably consistent. reaching yeah, I mean, they're going for an audience that would understand a little bit more and be like, oh, this is an interesting premise. Like, right. it, it's very smart. Don't get me wrong. They get paid a lot of money, mm-hmm. and especially the Hollywood marketers. Like, they have the budget when you really break down a lot of, like, Hollywood movies and where the marketing mm-hmm. goes, or where the money, the budget goes. Like, mm-hmm. half of it's marketing most of the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's true. Yeah, it is extremely smart of what they're trying mm-hmm. to do. But so my last one, creep. and then <laughs> yeah. we'll be done. Um, as you mentioned, Paranormal Activity. I don't know if you've seen it. Nope. Maybe don't. Yeah. I um, <laughs> so this is more in terms of finding that niche when it comes to marketing and stuff and in making sure that, you know, there would be some sales on it. So what they did originally, this film was screened at solely film festivals, mm-hmm. nothing else. Um, Paramount Pictures, you know, took the rights for global dis- distribution. Um, and they ended up putting out a poll where they wanted to test the interest of people who would actually see the movie. You know how we see like Instagram polls and things like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm which, you know, this was way back, but... So they asked the people to vote if they would want it screened in their city or not, um, and they made a website to do that. And um, I'm curious to know if you guys think that would be something effective or not in terms of, you know, bop or flop, if this you think this worked when it came to people voting. Yeah, I think it's interesting because we talked about, you know, this conversation started with audience um, and what the audience wants, and it's kind of smart to directly ask them. Do you want this or not? Mm-hmm. Because that's going to be a very clear way to get your answer. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, instead of just kind of like putting stuff out there and seeing what works, if you ask your audience directly, hey, do you want to see this? Mm-hmm. 
there, there's your answer. Mm-hmm. So it could it could be effective in terms of learning what your audience likes, but they might not like the results if you know people say no. They're like, mm-hmm. oh well, that kind of worked against us, I guess. Right. Yeah, I mean, you can always fudge the data. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I think it, it's smart, right? You're creating sort of a scarcity, a supply and demand. It's like, hey, you got to get involved in this. You got to put a little money in the game to be interested. If you want to mm-hmm. see this, which I'm not sure if you two either of you remember the commercials for Paranormal when it was just like they wouldn't show the like the trailer. They just showed the like audience. Reactions. freaking out mm-hmm. oh, so you're like what is so happening weird. i want to see this yeah. like and i remember you're like every theater we go to it's not just one theater that was clearly like a test thing it mm-hmm. was like they kept showing different theaters of people losing their mm-hmm. minds and you're like what is this movie i want to see this so you yeah. kind of love the idea of like okay now you gotta work you gotta try mm-hmm. to see this like keep up that exp- the supply and demand right mm-hmm. like okay, I want to see this badly. Like, I love that type of marketing. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool, really interesting. And I ended up feeling the exact same way when I saw the movie as the people did in the ads. Right, like, right. It was terrifying, that movie, you yeah. know, because it was like the first thing that kind of experimented with that type of stuff, I would say. Oh, Blair Witch. Blair Witch, yeah, that was the first <laughs> one where they'd, in theaters, they'd literally passed out passed out um, missing persons posters yeah, of yeah. these people in the film. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, which was really cool. That was a different way. That, and that was That's a really 1999. Cool, 1999. Yeah, yeah, that one, yeah. they created a website. The actors had to hide. They weren't allowed to, like, there was, like, an NDA. So they basically hid. So people thought, like, they, they had to tell their own family, no, I'm still alive. Like, this is part of the movie. But they thing. had to pretend they were missing. It was so, <laughs> wow. people were so people convinced it was, it was real. real. Because it was 1999. So it was a different age and yeah. stuff. Yeah, granted, inter- like, there was an ethical question in the sense where they were just, like, they made it seem like this was a real thing. And, mm-hmm. like, this was legit found footage. Like, yeah. not a found footage film. It was, like, we found this. They're dead now. Like, right. You and know? like if you researched it and stuff like the internet was still kind of small so like not small but like you could actually research the stuff and come up with that but like that was one of the, like what if when you read marketing when you take any like marketing classes they talk about how brilliant the blair witch program like the project uh that whole campaign was yeah it was really cool but anyways paranormal activity was obviously a, an absolute bop and people still talk about it to this day um it was great how they just wanted to sorry i know you don't no no <laughs> kind of um, like that your podcast it. you're like i'm gonna bring marissa on we're gonna talk horror movies we're gonna see <laughs> yeah, how like, I'm not the, the, she was horror the marketing for. and stuff yeah. but basically it ensured good sales in the cities that actually wanted to see it but um so that is concludes our segment of bop or flop despite not being the biggest horror movie that's been, <laughs> that's why i added in some things that were not in you know the ads and whatnot but any closing thoughts from you guys on for the people watching do's and don'ts marketing Ooh, you go uh, I mean, the biggest, the thing that I'm seeing really work well is, uh, again, the, the trusted source or like getting people that have reach. Uh, I mean, we, we do this one, one of the marketing things we do is a webinar. And when they've been bringing this in particular clients, been bringing in some bigger names that have a title or a company that people know about. When they do that, their webinars are getting people to show up. Mm-hmm. Like people are going to want to watch people a lot of times. It's not about the topic a lot of times with what we're creating in our space and stuff like that. So think about who your audience is and who's people that they're going to know that they're going to try to sign up for. I mean, you could probably talk a lot about what we just did with uh, Syracuse. Yeah, I think a big part of that, too, is, you know, my turn for buzzwords, yeah. but tapping into those second level networks of those drink. people. Drink. <laughs> um, but, you know, not only like hearing from different people, but also getting in front of their audience. Um, like with the project we just did with Syracuse, we had a lot of um, notable alum in mm-hmm. that show. And we've created promos for those people to then put in front of their audience to get them to watch. Um, so I think it's just kind of tapping into 
everybody and anybody that you can to kind of pay attention to what you're trying to market, I guess. I mean, it's when we were at the bar and people were sitting there saying, holy F, is that Scott Hansen from Red Zone? Yeah. Like that is like, that is marketing. When you think about that, really break it down. It's like, yeah, that guy could walk into a room and someone's going to stop and pay attention. It's like, okay, if I can work with them and have that out there, like if I put something out that Scott Hansen from NFL Red Zone is going to be on this thing, people know who they are and they're going to be interested in coming in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Syracuse was phenomenal. I feel like it was really great and Marissa killed it. Woo! Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bop or flop? <laughs> Fortunately, I think our sound Bop. effects are like not yeah, good damn. right now. It's we need like, like a, an air yeah, horn White. or something. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't do it. But um, thank you guys for joining me on this podcast. Um, I appreciated your thoughts and your thoughts on bops and flops. So thank you everybody to watching and we will see you next time.